I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Morgan. Today I'm sitting down with coach Vicki Brown. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. You know what? You're actually my first podcast. Oh my goodness. Yay. We're so excited about that. I just thought of that. (laughs) Well, we're excited to get to know you better and thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And I guess um, just to get this podcast started, um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you um, was about the highs and lows of your season. Yeah, um, you know, as like a former player in, in the Big Ten Conference and, and coaching now uh, going into season four, uh, it, it's the most interesting roller coaster ride of a season. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we started off at, I, I think definitely our first high was, was uh, the first weekend. We traveled with, uh, at that time, uh, nine freshmen, true freshmen, to JMU uh, tournament, non-conference tournament, which is uh, with Washington State and Stony Brook. And those are, both of those teams, or all three of those teams have won their conference before they've gone to the NC2As. Um, And then of course, Washington State being in the Pac-12 has some understanding of just how complex a conference schedule to get. So uh, Washington State was ranked 22nd, uh, number 22 in the nation. And so, we went in there and we came out with three victories mm-hmm. um, and only between the three matches, we only lost one set. Um, oh. Now that was such a high. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. You never know. We get two weeks for freshmen truly. And I always believe we're going to win. That's just my competitive nature. And, and, but to actually go out and see it first weekend and especially against a ranked opponent opponent, that was just such a high. Um, but then, you know, we, you know, after first weekend, everybody has film on you. So, uh, you know, with a younger team, that's part of the learning curve through their first season was really just learning how to add something to your game every week. So we definitely learned that lesson against wash, uh, going into the next weekend. But, uh, but then we kind of came, we came back that third weekend, got some things going and, um, you know, we play South Dakota at South Dakota um, the last match. And, you know, our senior goes down with a torn ACL in the fourth set as we're going to the fifth set. Oh. And so, you know, she was such a significant – Megan was such a statistical impact for us, not only attacking, but in service aces and passing and digs. I mean, we were looking at like, good Lord, we got some big shoes to fill. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we go through, work our way through the non-conference and then, uh, you know, a, a, another high combined with a win was, you know, they had announced me as the head coach and that Thursday that we're traveling to go to our Big Ten opener um at Northwestern so that was a fun bus trip uh got to know not, not only excited personally but 
know, just that relief of, of knowing what, what's next. Uh, you could tell by our games that we played on the bus. I mean, I think I've heard every single freshman and, and, and well, really the whole team sing some Justin Bieber or high school musical <laughs> song. That's so funny. Um, you know, after an hour, you know, the first 30 minutes was great, but after an hour, it, it's just like, okay, there's a bedtime of 7.30 on this. <laughs> um, but, you know, they it was just an exciting time, definitely a high, and then we go in Northwestern and, and we beat them at home. So uh, that was definitely a high. I think a low yet high throughout this another high low really combined was when we played Nebraska at Nebraska and we went to five at their place. We complete we just had a, a season of adversity. We're playing Nebraska at Nebraska in uh, November, in the middle of November. And at that point they were ranked six, I believe. And so so we go in, we had to adjust our lineup yet again and we decided to do a six two and our second setter was uh, Miss Emma Lowe's coming in at five. I'll give her five, six. <laughs> <laughs> and she's only sat here and there in high school. And we're like, hey, let's, you're going to run half of our office <laughs> at Nebraska. And she, I mean, golly, talk about a kid that has a game face. She just flipped on us to where I'm like, okay. Um, and, you know, we went to five with them. It, and it was a battle five, like, uh, yeah. which was, it was a high because of how they fought through advers adversity with a new lineup. We only had about three days to work it out, really two. Wow. Um, and uh, they fought through adversity and they came and it, you know, there's certain venues that are fun to play in because, you know, of all the hype and things like that. And, and there's so many in our conference, Nebraska being one of them. But, um, you know, they came in as a young group with a new lineup in the middle of November. And the high was like, wow, like, I'm so proud to be on this team. Like, this is a team that I would want to be on as a player. And I don't say that all the time yeah. because – uh, yeah, so that was definitely a high. It was a low that, uh, you know, we didn't get the win, but it was a high for our, our program of just like, if there's adversity, day two, this is what we're going to look like facing it, uh, or day three. So, yeah, a lot of highs and lows, um, especially through a year of adversity. Oh, no, I love that. And thank you for sharing that because I love seeing how teams work through things. And it, mm -hmm. I love seeing the passion that you have in your team to just keep working through, keep grinding, you know. So thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that. Yeah. And how did you get to be a coach? So after college, uh, I went to University of Illinois. And uh, after I graduated, I was like so happy for my degree. But guess what? I'm going to be a pro athlete till I'm 50. So, uh, <laughs> so um, I started my 40-year career, <laughs> and uh, three years into it, just, you know, you, you run across people that have done that, like, have, like, one of my last teammates, she was in her 40s, and, like, you know, you ask those questions of, like, is it worth it, and, and you know, things like that, and, and my balance in life, I realized that I needed to have more family and, and more personal uh, touch to uh, cultural things. And so, uh, so you know, I decided to, to um, retire 
after three years uh-huh. I made it <laughs> but uh but yeah so I retired I came back and and my major I've always wanted to be um because back then like e-news was just the thing like it just started uh-huh. and I was like oh I want to do that I can talk about you know Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian um uh go to the taboo area or whatever um <laughs> uh, so I was like I can do that that'll be actually kind of fun um, so I, I started, but I was like, okay, I want to do it in sports. So I did a couple of internships with the Cavs and, and the, um, <clears throat> and the Pistons and, and did radio internship just to see exactly where. And I just was not getting any like long-term excitement for it. And so, yeah. you know, I go to my, uh, my old coach at Illinois, uh, who's now Kevin at Stanford. Some yeah. days that's weird to say. But, <laughs> yeah. but, um, <laughs> Kevin but um, I'm like, dude, I don't know what to do. Like, and he's like, why don't you get him coaching? And I'm like, absolutely not. Like you all, your first year at Illinois was my first year. I remember what you looked like. You all were like young, good looking people with no gray hair. And then I graduate and you got bags. And you got great. No, absolutely not. Like, I don't, I don't want to age like that in four years. And, and he's just like, no, you, you just got to do it. Like, try it as a volunteer. And I did a year because I'm from Toledo, Ohio. So I did a, a, a year of volunteer at University of Toledo. And uh, I was so fortunate to have Greg Smith as a head coach because sometimes it's tough with volunteers of how much to give them to do. But uh, we created a really good working relationship to where he really let me um, either get my hands into a a bunch of different areas in the program or just gave me like truly mentored me uh, while I was there. And the thing about it that was like, okay, this is me. This is what I need to do was not only did I lose happiness of practice, but it was also the, the real everyday stuff that coaches do as far as office works and office working and, and, and recruiting and um, just structuring a program. Um, that, that gave me just as much as enjoyment as I, as I did with the on-court, maybe a little more with the on-court. <laughs> but, uh, but I loved every, the whole day of being a coach. And so from then on, it, it just, you know, I – grew to know that my like true passion in life is is impact and empowerment and I knew what the female because I grew up with a lot of female coaches fortunately and I'm realizing how unique that is that was what I wanted to do I saw how much impact they had in me and that has always been some part of my extra activities like Sunday school teaching. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Um, always something, uh, team leader, whatever it may be, there's always some component of having more than just the score impact. It was like that balancing act of, of personal growth and, and support and through, and eventually it grew, matured into empowering. Wow. Oh, mm-hmm. no, that is so cool. I, I love hearing coaches' stories, and it was fun because your coach, Kevin, I talked to him today, actually. Ah. So, yeah, so it's fun. Like, I love seeing your views of how you got where you're at and just mm-hmm. being able to inspire people because I can tell the passion you have. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I have to admit, like, I literally have to watch junk TV not to be thinking about the program. Uh, like, so I'm totally a real housewives. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what the last episode was. Uh, I love so my cool. TV. Like, that's the only way I can't think about the team. <laughs> uh, so, hey, yeah, hey, no, see I, the I shows. Really, yeah, I know, right? Like, it's totally underrated if people are not into it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I, I really do. I, I think it's, I'm so fortunate and blessed to find a passion, um, um, and to be able to, to, to be, to live in my passion every day. It's really, uh, really a true blessing. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that with mm -hmm. us. What's one of your most memorable travel experiences? Yeah. Um, I would have to say, um well with Iowa it would have to be um uh when we took the team to uh California for uh, a tournament on Beach State we actually played Stanford that year as well and um I didn't realize how many of our uh, players have never really been to California and so you know we're asking we got some time it's the first weekend uh what would you all like to see and they just kept pushing for Hollywood. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, are you guys sure? And they're like, yeah, we really want to go to Hollywood. So I'm like, oh Jesus. So we get down there and it's, if anyone has been to Hollywood, like I love California, uh, but you know, people that have been to Hollywood get why well, I'm like to take a team there, first of all, with a charter bus and we have boosters <laughs> and parents are joining us. It's a it's just not the greatest place to take a team. And so we're walking around and, uh, you know, they have the different people that are either selling or performers. And this guy has a snake and it just, I'm like, oh my God, someone's going to get bitten by the snake. And that's it. Season's going to be over. <laughs> but that's more of my kind of... <laughs> Um, I don't want to call it mommy mode, but I'm just like, okay, okay, great. Gonna get bitten. Yeah. But, um, but, and, and we had literally, uh, maybe two and a half hours, two and a half, three hours to kill. And I'm just like, oh my God, Hollywood is a legit 45 minute stop. Like <laughs> this is going to be a lot. Oh. And so they ended up seeing why we were like are you sure are you sure because <laughs> oh. they were pretty much done with hollywood after about 30 minutes of getting off the bus yeah yeah so but uh but yeah it was it was fun and then of course getting out like out of hollywood was a nightmare which we knew going in and out was going to be a nightmare because of our time window but it was also kind of a cool time for us to interact with the players um on the bus um, that would have to be one of those. And then uh, I had mentioned it earlier with our season this year, um, the bus trip to Northwestern. Oh, actually, no. Our bus trip back from Iowa State last year, two years ago, we <laughs> ended up doing improv. I forgot about this. I always do this. <laughs> we started doing improv because we had just, you know, beat Iowa State. We went 3-0. and it was a big moment for program-wise because uh, we, we go back and forth with Iowa State because of the Cyhawk series. And, um, you know, it's we 
kind of been up and down with beating them at home. And so it was a nice win uh, uh, at Iowa State. So we were stoked. And so uh, it's, it's probably, le- it's like right around a three-hour drive. But this is how excited we were. Like players were coming up front of the bus. And like to be up front with the players and coaches for that long, that was so cool. Because uh, normally there's just such a big gap. <laughs> between the coaches and players when it sometimes when it comes to travel and so um so we ended up doing improv and uh we like okay you give us a topic and then we got to create this skit and then in uh same or reverse and then it turned into mimicking uh different people on the team and oh my god i've i've never I when I laugh out loud, like it, I'm the crying emoji, laughing out loud, like I'm <laughs> uncontrollably crying for like 30 minutes. So <laughs> I literally like fell almost out of my row on the bus because I was laughing so hard. It was just such a fun feel three hours that I've really ever had with a team. So. I would say any of our bus trips have been kind of ne- legendary, not going to lie. <laughs> wow. No, and that's what that's what I love about any sort of travel is just the people you travel with, you get so close to. So I'm glad you yeah. guys had that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have a good time. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, well, yeah. I guess um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is this one's kind of um, harder than the other ones, <laughs> but okay. one thing that no one knows about you that you can share with us. Okay. I was thinking about this because I always get this question. I get stuck because I I'm unfortunately am an unfiltered person. <laughs> You're an open don't you know about me? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, most people don't know that I am a great aunt. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Two, four, six times. I'm a great aunt. <laughs> wow. That, yeah. that, that's cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my older siblings, like my oldest brother just uh, turned 50 last year. And so his kids, he had kids early. And so his kids married and started having kids. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. that's a great aunt. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, from a distance, it's not bad. But during Christmas, it's a nightmare True. to some degree because that's a lot of gifts. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's yeah. true. And as they get older, you know, you can't get them the little cute, you know, giraffe toy that you might pick up in a toy shop. They want, like, the Nintendo Switch with four games. So <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's cute right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but when they get older. <laughs> when they get older, it's going to get more expensive. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> No worries. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. And I guess one of the questions I wanted to ask you also is, if you're an athlete wanting to play for a team or university, what would your advice be to them? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was actually in a, a Zoom meeting with different coaches, and we we're talking about coaching philosophy. And, you know, just like, hey, this is actually a coaching philosophy is really for those that are hiring you to get to know what kind of decision maker you are, You're, you know. And so – I think, like, with in relation to athletes wanting to play, I think they really should interview us more. I'm not going to lie. As much as I, you know, I would rather be the one doing all the talking, 
But <laughs> um, I, I think they, I love it when parents come with questions. Like, um, oh, I have one parent that came with 50 questions. And, you know, the first part of the visit, you know, we, we got this, this uh, lunch and then a six hour visit almost planned. And, you know, from the first hour, here's my 50 questions. I'm like, okay, we're going to answer all these on the, you know, the, the day, but okay. <laughs> yeah. But I loved it because it actually allowed me to, to do, to talk about more than what I normally would on a visit. Um, and I think it really helped us to connect and looking back, I was actually kind of happy we did it at the beginning because that was a completely different visit moving forward. Um, so I like it when parents interview because this, this is your child. Um, and, and I always look at college as the last stop before it really counts of being an adult. Uh, cause you know, even as, especially as a student athlete, you still have a lot of safety nets. And so uh, I, I really do take, take ownership of, of having that responsibility. But I think mo all parents should have like a list of questions. And it's even more um, impactful when athletes come not, you don't even need 50. If you come with 10, five to 10 set questions that you want to ask, that is the most impressive thing a student a a athlete could do. Um, and for me, that also, like, we're always trying to find moments and conversations and signs and things like that to kind of give us insight of what do you really think of me? What do you think of the school? What do you think of the team? And that, right off the back, if you want to tell a team, hey, I'm really interested in you, ask some questions. Oh, I love that. It's true. Like, it shows that they care about the program that they're mm -hmm. getting into. So I love that yeah. advice. Great advice. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yes. Good. And what's your next adventure? You know what? I, I've been actually, because I always try to put myself in uncomfortable situations every five or so years. <laughs> and like the, my last thing was um, um, uh, skydiving. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, someone said, oh, after five years, you're going to want to do it. I don't have that inkling, <laughs> that longing yeah. to do it again. Yeah. But, um, but I really, um, one of my coaching mentors, Melissa Myers, who is at Illinois State, she won, what was it, during the winter break, she had climbed Kilimanjaro. And, like, when we came and recapped how our break went, um, when she was like walking us through day by day, it was like when she was cold, you can actually see her feel cold, like being cold again. And um, just the light, like self-reflection that she got from that climb, I'm like, man, that would be so cool to put myself through. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've been wanting to do a trip to uh, the Grand Canyon because they have different groups that will do like camping and, and hiking trips for like a week or, or a weekend or something like that. So I've been wanting to do that for some time now. The tough thing is I got to find someone to do it with because not everybody's going to want to do that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, so once I can figure out a plus one in that, then uh, I think I'm going to end up going, but that's what I'm 
that's my next thing that I've been thinking about doing. And I want to travel a little bit more, um, uh, just be like a tourist in some areas, um, instead of working there. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally, I totally get you. And all travel is amazing. So I think it's awesome that you want to go places. Yeah, it was so cool. I took my folks to uh, London and Paris. They've never, my dad has just gone from Texas to Mexico border. Like he's never really done anything. And so, uh, but it was so cool to like, my mom has always wanted to go to Paris and we're on the train ride to Paris from London. And my mom is just like, oh, just crying. Because <laughs> she's just like, and we get to Paris and she's like, this is where I was supposed to be. Like, you guys can leave me. (laughs) But I think it's so cool. Like people that end up, once you take one good trip, it's just like a domino effect. Like you want to see what else is there. What, what else is out there? Um, how can your trip be different or who can you travel different with? Like I, I, as much as I tell my, I'm like, look, if you have an inkling to go overseas for one year, just go like you get to travel. Everything is cheaper. Um, and, or if you, if someone offers you a ticket that, you know, let's, let's be stranger danger, like let's be safe, but, um, but take, take opportunities that you can, uh, to get outside your comfort zone. So I love traveling. I'm always go, go wherever you can. (laughs) No, it's so true. It's so true. And I know with a lot of universities, you know, they have the four year foreign tours. Um, where Mm -hmm. are you guys planning on going next? Yeah, we were supposed to go to Brazil and Peru um, in June, but of course, you know, with circumstances we're in now, we had to punt it, punt that trip until next year. But I was, um, I always wanted to do something different um, with our team, just because a lot of them now are going on these foreign tours with their club teams, and I'm like, okay where would I, what's on my list? What was on my list when I was a college student or uh, my friends? And it was always something in South America, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I don't know anybody. (laughs) Yeah. And so, uh, so I told them uh, that we were going and they were so excited uh, because it is like, it's kind of on your list, but you just, you don't really feel like you'll be able to go. So I was like, I know you guys can get to Europe probably within like another time or, or for the first time. That'll be an easier one to do on your own. But this one, like what a cool team opportunity um, uh, to not only connect, but just to really see something completely out of their comfort zone. Um, so we'll, we'll be doing that for 21. But uh, yeah, that would have been a good one this summer, especially with it being in a we'll see, uh, <laughs> Olympic year, we're going to be at the Brazilian Olympic Training Center. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, and it would have been cool because we had three student-athletes that went and tried out uh, for the USA Women's National Team in February. Oh, wow. And so I was like, oh, this would be cool to compare. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it so is. it was a nice plan, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, my goodness, yeah. well – no, I, I just think any opportunity to travel to be a part of a team is wonderful. So mm-hmm. thank you. Seriously, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast and letting us get a chance to see what your team's like, you know, an insight into your life, just everything. Thank you for joining us. 
Thank you for having me. And and I always say this with a full heart, go Hawks. Yes. <laughs> go Hawks. <laughs>